And welcome into Countdown to Game Time. Lee K. Howard, Alex Walker. We are getting you prepared for tomorrow's big showdown in the SEC East between the Kentucky Wildcats and the South Carolina Gamecocks, which, by the way, Kentucky has had the advantage over the Gamecocks for the past five years, looking to make it six in a row tomorrow, but it's not going to be easy down there in Columbia, South Carolina. It won't, and all week in practice they've had sandstorm, on loop and they've had the whatever you call it rooster noises cocky noises yes, yes. Uh, to, to simulate that environment uh, very similar to Mississippi State in terms of that place will be juiced up and even more so because the kickoff is 730 so those students down there in Columbia will have plenty of time to uh, to get all juiced up for that game I've been there not for a night game but it's a really fun environment and a place yes. where UK is going to have to be hyper focused if they want to make that six in a row in the series. And ever since Kentucky has had Mark Stoops as their head coach, it has been a night game against yeah. South Carolina. So it always sets a great atmosphere. These have been some pretty good games, but I think tomorrow night's game is going to be one of those where both teams are going into this game very, very hungry, maybe for slightly different reasons, but also similar. South Carolina is one and three on the year. Mark Stoops on Monday, I don't know if this is a backhanded compliment, but he called them the best one and three team uh -huh. in the country. They're playing for their season in some ways just to probably become bowl eligible. Will Muschamp's probably playing for his job He's, the, or, or coaching for his job at this point. He is coaching for his job and just running down the schedule. If, if, if South Carolina does not win this game, I don't see any possibility of them making a bowl game at all. Just, and this is just for people to know, after Kentucky, they go to Georgia, loss. They host <laughs> Florida. That's going to be difficult to win against a Florida team that's already 4-0. Sure. At Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Appalachian State, who just beat North Carolina. They're one of the best FCS teams in the who country. North Carolina, by the way, beat South Carolina. So, so yeah. So, you, I mean, that's, not that that always works, but. At A&M, and then you got to host Clemson. Uh, so, South Carolina is staring like a 3-9, 4-8 season in the face. Uh win or lose in this game. But, yeah, South Carolina is motivated mainly because their season hinges on this game, it seems like. For Kentucky, you don't want to go into a bye week, losers of three straight. In right. terms of morale, you got to sit and let that stir around. You have three losses. Got to wait two weeks to play another game. You don't want that kind of uh, kind of feeling lingering around in the locker room. So I think for Kentucky's sake, getting back on track, this game could be huge for morale. And just for getting, you know, those goals they have for the end of the year, bowl games, different things. It's very important for that. It absolutely is. You don't want to go into that bye week. That bye week seems like it lasts so much longer if you're coming off of a loss. And, of course, the momentum off of three straight losses would be completely different than if you got the win, yep. obviously, tomorrow night. But the thing that Kentucky has to focus on is coming out and playing their game. I think they got off to such a slow start and such a bad start with the pick six last week against Mississippi State, and they were never able to recover. They were playing yep. from behind the whole time. I think the start will be a big indicator in how they're going to play uh, against South Carolina. And we know Eddie Grant is going to try early and often to get that run game going. Last, you know, you mentioned playing from behind last week. They had they could not run the ball as much as they wanted to because they had the trail and they yes. had to throw it 41, 42 times with a banged up Sawyer Smith. The start is very important. Let those running backs eat. Control the time of possession. I actually just read here, South Carolina ranks last in the SEC in time of possession per game. They're not good at controlling the clock, controlling the ball. Kentucky, over time, when Stoops has been here, has been good at that. So I think if you're Kentucky, you got to start strong, control the clock, control the tempo, and play your game and play in front. Mm -hmm. 
That way you can get that offense, get Sawyer Smith involved, get him comfortable, because we don't know what kind of Sawyer Smith we're going to get. I mean, how much is that shoulder going to hinder what he can do against South Carolina? You don't want to have him throw the ball 42 times again. Right. So at least we can start with that. He said, Sawyer Smith said that his shoulder is feeling good. He said that he's taking every snap in practice. Whether or not it's a little tender, that's yep. probably up to him and his pain tolerance. But he will be ready to go. Uh, but I, I do think the coaches will be a little bit reserved with exactly what they expect from him and what they're going to do with him. Now, looking back at Will Muschamp's press conference on Tuesday, you were talking about Kentucky and time of possession and, and how they like to run the ball. I thought it was pretty interesting that Will Muschamp said, you know, it's always important in every game to get off the field on third down. But he said in a game against a team like Kentucky, it's even more important because of the way that they can just chew up the clock and convert those long drives and really just take over the game slowly and methodically. South Carolina is going to want to get out there and throw the ball and, and move the and, you know move the pace a little bit faster than what Kentucky is. Mm -hmm. But if they can keep Kentucky off the field on third down, that would be their game plan. And Eddie Grant has said all week long, there's an emphasis on third and ones, third and twos. Sure. What was they, they're one for 12 on third downs. Yeah, it was at terrible. Mississippi State. Yeah, absolutely. You terrible. cannot. The fact that they were as close as they were going one of 12 on third downs, I mean, they should not have been even had. They shouldn't have had a chance to win that game towards the end. And uh, we talked about Sawyer Smith, uh, him being a little banged up. Similar situation with South Carolina, Ryan Halinski. He's been nursing elbow pain, and uh, the, the wrinkle there with South Carolina's quarterbacks. Ryan Halinski will start on Saturday, sure. but their backup kind he's of dual a, he, threat. By the way, he's a true freshman, too. Yeah, so I mean, he, he and he has not looked very good, especially right. against Missouri last week. So if Kentucky's defensive line can rattle him early, that's a big key. If Halinski, for whatever reason, gets banged up in this game, their third-string quarterback, who friends of mine covered in high school, his name is DeCarion Joyner, kid's a stud, dual threat. He's out for this he's game. He's out. Yeah, he's so like Ryan Halinski's out. He's like their Lynn Bowden guy. Correct. He, he, he's kind of their do-it-all. He plays a little wide receiver. Right, he does. Yeah, he runs the ball as well out of their wild, whatever they call it. But, yeah, so if wild Ryan Halinski, yeah, I was going to say that. but <laughs> I, I don't know. Why, it why is, not? It is Friday. It yeah, is Friday. well, I think it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what Halinski can do. Um, Muschamp speaks highly of him, and so did Stoops on Monday. Said this kid gets the ball out quickly, and yes. he can get things done. But at the same time, Based on what I've seen from Ryan Helinski, he hasn't really proven much to me yet. So this is his chance uh, in front of a national audience to do just that. Yeah, we, we've seen a little bit of Ryan Helinski. He's only played in three or four games uh, ever since Jake Bentley went down in yep. that first game. But one thing that looking at his stats that I've noticed is his rushing yards on the year are negative 11. Yep. So he's not a quarterback that's going to beat you with his legs, which is a good thing for Kentucky, who is who's generally – Struggled against a running quarterback from time to time. In four games this year, three of the teams beat him. Their quarterbacks, right? Guadani with Toledo. Last week we saw it with uh, with uh, Garrett Schrader had what 160 rushing yards. Right. And Florida's uh, Kyle Trask did the same thing. And and and, 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 and not a guy that's going to run all over. Now watch in this game, he'll he'll have some RPOs <laughs> or something. Run for 200 yards and run. But but as of now, he's at like negative 11 rushing yards. He is a pocket passer he's got a he's got a big arm and they like to run a lot of also those like little dink and dunk and underneath type passes that Kentucky has struggled with a little bit this this year so far but I don't think you have to worry about him trying to take off and, and be a be a runner and that, that's good because if, if you're the defensive if you're Brad White you're saying finally we don't have to worry about a guy <laughs> beating us with his legs because I mean that Mississippi State game last week boiled down to one 
didn't boil it down to, but the, the kind of make or break moment was that third and four in the fourth quarter, and then Garrett Schrader rips off what a 42-yard run, and that killed Kentucky. Right. So the fact that they just have to worry about the pass it will do wonders, I think, for their defense. That that took a little shot of uh, they need to get their confidence back up a little bit. And I think this right. is a chance for them to do so against a South Carolina offense that hasn't wowed uh, many of the teams they've played so far this year. You were talking earlier, Alex, about South Carolina's schedule and how that kind of sets them up. Let's talk about Kentucky's here before we go. Uh, like you said, they're going into the bye week. But this is a pivotal game because this is one of those games where Kentucky certainly should win, mm -hmm. but there, it could go either way. There are some other games on the schedule, most of the games, that will allow you to, to get to eight or nine wins, somewhere like that. Yep. But if you lose this game, yes. then you're looking closer to like seven wins as, as, as maybe your cap. And we, we talked about this in the preseason you know, special as well about how there are, like you said, there's a couple make-or-break moments on the schedule. The first one was Florida, right. and they couldn't get that done. The second was South Carolina because it's right before the bye week. Coaches won't exactly say it. We tried to ask on Monday, you know, how important is it because it's before the bye and they, they wouldn't bite. It is important because you don't want that loss lingering for two weeks. You want to win this game, move to three and two. You get a bye week, and then you host Arkansas, who just lost to San Jose State, who's one of the worst teams in the country. <laughs> so... That you look at that Arkansas game as a as a win. It's sure. it's, it's it's a home game, but then you go to Georgia. Uh, that's going to be a tough one to win. Yeah. But, but then you come back home. You host Mizzou. You host Tennessee. All winnable you games. You go to Vandy. A winnable. You host Tennessee Martin. You host Louisville. All of those can, in theory, if Kentucky plays the way it should, should win. Should out. win all of them. Yeah. Mizzou's Besides the one Georgia. team that I think preseason I wasn't too high on but now they think they've changed my mind a little bit right. they look pretty good with and, Kelly Brown and that's why I think you know it was disappointing they lost the Kentucky loss last week against Mississippi State because mm -hmm. I thought the three games on the schedule that could go either way were Mississippi State South Carolina and Missouri yep. and depending on if Kentucky went three and oh you know two and one you wanted wanted to would all kind of depend on if it was a good season or a special yep. season well we've already dropped Kentucky's already dropped one of those so now they've got the chance still to go two and one in those games. But I think those three games right there of similar opponents, similar, you know, I, personnel, I would say, on, on these teams, mm -hmm. Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri. I think they're all in that, in that group. Florida kind of maybe a little bit above. And you could have certainly won that. We saw that. But I think starting with tomorrow night's game, uh, will really go a long way in, in figuring out what kind of season the Wildcats are going to have. Yeah, I agree completely. And uh, just the one thing, if when we're all watching this game tomorrow night, the one thing that I think just will have a huge uh, – who's going to win the first quarter? If Kentucky can win that first quarter, I don't care if it's 3 nothing, 7 nothing, whatever it may be, 10-7, Kentucky cannot play – from behind in front of 82,000 people. It's just not going to work. We've seen it already happen a couple times. How comfortable did Kentucky look with that lead against Florida? Uh, they looked really comfortable until Kentucky's backup somehow pulled that miracle out of his hat. But S Mississippi State, you just saw how their entire game plan and demeanor changes when you go behind. Right. You have that instant pick six. Everything changes. That game plan, that first drive, Kentucky was running the ball, running the ball effective, effective, effective with A.J. Rose, and all of a sudden – we're down 7 nothing, then we're down 14-3, and then you, you got to throw the ball 41 times. <laughs> and Sawyer Smith, 
although talented, is not suited to throw the ball 40 plus times. That's not that's not effective. And so and I don't think we have to worry. Uh, Mark <laughs> no. Stoops alluded to as yeah. much that he does not want to throw the ball 40 times. No, in give a game. it to AJ, give it to Cavassier, give it to Chris Rodriguez, who, who I think should see some more third down work if they can set the tempo with the run game ground and pound like we saw last year against Absolutely. South Carolina when they beat him up a little bit. I think that's the key to success. For yeah, Benny Snell had 99 yards in that game. Yeah. A.J. Rose had a good amount of yards and a touchdown against South Carolina. Yep. So he's had meaningful experience against those Gamecocks, and they're going to need him to have much more meaningful experience tomorrow night right. in uh, Columbia. Kickoff is at 730 Williams-Brice Stadium. SEC Network has the broadcast, and then at 11 o'clock, you can tune in to WKYT and watch the highlights from this guy right over here. It'll be a lot of fun. Game time's always fun. Yeah, Saturday, well, all the highlights plus some reaction. We got a big crew in Columbia that are going to yes. send us some post-game sound and some post-game reaction from that 80,000-plus pack stadium, so it should be a lot of fun. All right, for Alex Walker, I'm Lee K. Howard. This has been Countdown to Game Time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.